Welcome back, Truth Seekers. Um, here we are reading Jeff Berwick's latest book, The Controlled Demolition of the USA. And um, we were at the Club of Rome. We were at the point where they were saying that one makes the assumption that their goals are about helping the people of Earth. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, they are not. Their goals are about helping themselves, and this plan becomes self-evident a few years after their creation when they introduce a term that will come to symbolize their plan, global warming. The Club of Rome was founded by psychopathic mastermind David Rockefeller and Dr. Alexander King, one of the founders of NATO and the Committee of 300. King was a scientist credited with pioneering the sustainable development movement while also being named a commander of the Order of the British Empire. Dr. Alexander King's resume reads like a laundry list of globalist organizations and state-funded institutions many of which he's credited with creating. Dr. King was also credited as one of the chief architects of the Tavistock Institute, an organization that seeks to use the field of psychology to alter human behavior for the benefit of the state. When the Club of Rome wanted to know how to go about implementing their evil plan on the public, they commissioned the Tavistock Institute to prepare the blueprint for how this could be achieved. This whole climate change hysteria began in the early 1970s, but the concept took many years of work by the Tavistock Institute in order to infect the public and find its way into the collective consciousness. The foundation was laid and their plan was unveiled in their 1971 book. They then took it one step further and explained how they're going to do it. Quote unquote, the common, the common enemy of humanity is man. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it is only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy, then, is humanity itself. We believe humanity requires a common motivation, namely a common adversary, in order to realize world government. It does not matter if this common enemy is a real one or one invented for the purpose. Club of Rome, 1971. That's where you can find that quote. This document is something that they did not want anyone outside of their circle to read. This is their plan. This is not an opinion of what they are doing. These are their own words. It does not matter if the enemy is not even real. 
It does not matter if there is climate change or not. They are going to use that as their excuse to institute a world government anyway. This carbon tax is planned to be one of the main funding mechanisms of the world government that they are seeking to create. The carbon tax hustle. There are few terms that evoke a deep sadness about the way that humanity has let down the planet, quite like global warming. Skinny polar bears clinging to dwindling icebergs is the iconic image associated with the overheating of the planet due to man's selfish ways. How stupid can people be to trash the only home they have? How can they call this a civilized society when people destroy the very planet that they depend on for survival? What kind of suicidal culture have they developed that refuses to deal with their impending doom to instead focus on acquiring more things in order to make themselves feel better about how broken they really are. If the plan was to make people feel guilty for their actions, then it was a smashing success. But what if what the public was told was not actually the truth? Have people ever stopped to consider the possibility that the story they were sold about the state of the planet was a lie? It, sound, it does sound preposterous to consider that. What kind of a cycle would misrepresent <laughs> these facts about the planet in an attempt to manipulate humanity's emotions? Yeah, exactly. The kind of people that are behind the Club of Rome fit the bill, among others. Take two steps back, remove the emotion that global warming reflexively evokes, and think about how an evil mastermind would back the population into a plan designed to control their actions. The best way to control someone is to convince them to control themselves. If one could make this mechanism an involuntary reaction caused by guilt, then they would have a system that is self-policing and reinforced through public shaming. And remember, shame is one of the lowest frequencies, and low frequency is where evil resides and all diseases. Just remember this. It is the perfect system that only requires that the belief of global warming continue to exist. As long as that is in place, then the people will take care of the rest and the controllers will not need to force people to comply with their plan because they will do so through a combination of duty, pride, guilt, and the fear of ridicule. I think they just described the military, pretty much. It is believed that the United States has taken the lead on fixing what was once known as global warming, but has lately undergone an Orwellian doublespeak meets new cook rebranding to officially become known as climate change. The problem with the old name 
was that it fixed their position to a particular temperature, in this case, warming. If the temperatures across the world ever go down, as they have over the past decade in a variety of locations, it becomes harder and harder to sell a name that is not meant to be ironic. When they made the move to the ambiguous climate change, it allowed them to account for these fluctuations in temperatures, because technically the climate is always changing, so they are covered both from a perception standpoint and legally as well. Why would being covered legally be something that the pushers of climate change would be interested in having for their protection? They want the legal coverage and the ambiguous name because they are selling a lie and they know it. Well, my dad was right in saying you always need marketing when you have a shitty product. <laughs> you need to sell it, right? <laughs> you also need it when you have a good product, apparently, because people are not able to see a good product by themselves. <laughs> I am the proof of it. <laughs> I have to throw in the joke, sorry. But one has to admit that the rebranding is genius. Yeah, because the real genius is that they realize that the best way to enslave people is to make them comply with the enslavement, is with convincing them that you're doing them a favor. This is masterful, people. It's awesome manipulation. These are very skilled, narcissistic psychopaths. That's how we describe them. That's what they are. They convince you all you're omnivores and that killing other species and enslaving other species is okay, but doing it to your own is not. They convince you of all kinds of insane things. And there's people to this day who try and convince vegans that what they're doing is okay. It's like, dudes, I do feel bad for anyone who's still believing that lie because it's a horrible place to be. I don't hate non-vegans. I know how hard it is to accept the reality, to accept the reality that we were all made part of this horrible thing that has been going on in the world. And honestly, it's just terrible. It's just honestly really sad that all of this happened and, you know, the people who are awakened and the people who realize what's really going on have been trying to wake up the people, but a lot of them have also tried to make a lot of money off of doing that. So it's again the same thing perpetrating, right? We need to stop somewhere. We need to create a world where we're really just helping each other. This is the way out, people. The way out is that all of you countries who have been wronged by the USA government, not the people, and also the people because the people were misled. Yes, they were arrogant, but not all of them. Remember this. Go into your heart and don't do the same shit back to them. This is your chance to rise above the crap that was done to you and understand that a lot of these people who were doing the crap were misled. When we hurt others, we come from a place of being misled. We, it's our ego. When we are in our ego state, it's because we're being triggered into it. So it's important to help those who are stuck in there 
help them come out of it. Yes, stop them from harming others, but help them coming out of it. This is a chance for the world to really do the right thing, all of us. So the trillion dollar lie, this is a controversial point, but it is an important one that needs to be made in order to fully understand how rotten and decrepit the facade of the American empire has become. First, it is important to differentiate between climate change and pollution. They are not the same, not even close. The contamination of the soil, the water, and the air by substances that are harmful to living things is pollution. There are many forms of it, but natural and unnatural, but the focus is on pollution resulting from human activity. Human beings dispose of literally tons of toxic waste, nuclear waste, medical waste, and various other industrial waste products into the lakes, oceans, rivers, landfills, and local dumps daily. Gas combustion engines belch microscopic particles that combine together in the atmosphere to affect the amount of sunlight that makes it to the surface of the planet to fulfill its obligation to the cycle of life on this planet. This is pollution. Here are a few facts about pollution in the United States. Almost half of the lakes in America are classified as extremely polluted and not fit for swimming or fishing. Over 1.5 million tons of nitrogen pollution flows down the Mississippi River and in the Gulf of Mexico yearly. 1.5 million tons, guys. 1 trillion gallons of untreated sewage and industrial waste is dumped in the U.S. water system annually. Americans purchase almost 30 million bottles of water every year, with only about 13% of these bottles recycled every year. Indoor air pollution is 200% to 500% more toxic than air outdoors. Americans throw away 1.8 billion diapers, 30 billion foam cups, and 220 million tires each year. Although Americans only represent 5% of the world's population, it produces about 30% of the world's waste and uses about 25% of the world's natural resources. It's like a parasite, basically. That's how it sounds, right? 110 million Americans live in areas where pollution is classified as harmful by the federal government. Wow, yeah, you're right. You do live in the best country in the world. If you believe that, you're a moron. America burns 1.5 million barrels of oil just to import bottled water for its consumers at a cost of 10,000 times higher than regular tap water. A typical American family uses 300 gallons of water every single day. Estimates are that 5,000 people die in Southern California alone from pollutants emanating out of diesel engine trucks each year. It is estimated that 200,000 people die each year in America from pollutants in the air. 
The United States uses 2.2 billion pounds of toxic pesticides every year. Billion pounds, guys, 2.2. Americans dump 960 tons of sewage into their waters every hour. Wow, huh? Pollution is obviously not limited to America, and the statistics in developing nations is frightening and totally unsustainable. China is among the countries with the highest air pollution in the world. Breathing air is be in Beijing is the equivalent of smoking 21 cigarettes every day. Almost 750,000 people die from air pollution in China every year. 300,000 deaths are attributed to outdoor air pollution, while 400,000 are from indoor air pollutants. Globally, air pollution is the fourth largest killer, causing over 6 million deaths every year. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch is an island of floating plastic and trash in the Pacific Ocean and is estimated to be larger than the United States. 14 billion pounds of garbage is dumped into the oceans each year. Over 80% of the waste in India is dumped directly into the Ganges River. Over 1 million birds and 100 million mammals die yearly from pollution. Over 3 million children ages 5 and under die due to environmental factors like pollution annually. 3 million children. There are currently 1.2 billion cars on the road today with that number set to grow to 2 billion by 2035. Over 1 billion people do not have access to clean drinking water, with an average of 5,000 people dying from polluted water daily. 5,000 daily people. 100 billion plastic bags are known as thrown away according to the World Watch Institute with less than 1% finding their way into a recycle bin. Estimates show that around 1 billion birds and mammals die each year because of eating plastic. Traffic and air pollution exposure account for 12% of heart attacks globally, the largest contributing factor. The typical person has between 70 and 90 different types of chemicals and pollutants in their bloodstream alone at any given moment. The number rises to over 500 with respect to the entire body. There are currently over 80,000 synthetic chemicals that human beings come in contact with, most of which did not exist prior to the late 1800s. Pollution is real. It is everywhere. It is what most people are really upset about, and it is one of the biggest threats to humanity. When one sees people screaming about saving the environment, they are talking about the need to reduce the current level of pollution and cleaning up the existing pollution in the air, water, land, and in our bodies. Climate change, however, has nothing to do with pollution. It is a scam designed to usher in a carbon tax, with this tax money flowing to these politicians and multinational corporations that are in control. 
It has absolutely nothing to do with science and everything to do with an enormous transfer of wealth through a fake tax dressed up as a savior for the planet. The two items, pollution and climate change, have been intentionally blurred in an effort to obfuscate the truth and of the matter, which is that they are not the same. They have taken pollution, which is a real thing, and hijacked the negative properties of it for climate change to use, which is not a real thing. They then simultaneously created a push to demonize anyone who figures out this scam has climate change deniers as a means of discrediting by reflex action and effectively putting them in the same category as flat earthers and holocaust deniers. They were also forced into the same group as big oil pollution deniers who stand over a wrecked oil tanker or the latest offshore oil well that blew up and proudly proclaim that there is nothing to see here. The people that see through the scam are not denying pollution. They are just exposing the climate change concept as being a cause that has been quietly taken hostage by a group with no concern for the environment whatsoever. In fact, Greta, if you didn't know, is one of the biggest consumers of plastic. Now, this is not some outrageous conspiracy theory that tinfoil hat-wearing cooks have accused the Rockefellers of conspiring in. This is part of a natural plan that the Rockefellers signed their names to in 1971, but hoped before people would never find out about. This information has been and currently still is, suppressed by those in positions of power. If this secret gets out, their whole trillion dollar scam will be undone. So what is the secret plan? Is it kept in the vault in the basement of the Smithsonian? Is it encrypted and sealed in a motion detector protected clean room? No, the plan is in a document written in 1971 by the Club of Rome. Climate change is designed to finance the new world order and the American empire is steering the ship. They are telling the world this directly in their Club of Rome document. All one needs to do is read and understand their words. This is not Nostradamus and his intentionally ambiguous and confusing quatrains. This is plain English. Here is the passage again. The common enemy of humanity is men. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention and it is only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy then is humanity itself, 
We believe humanity requires a common motivation, namely a common adversary, in order to realize world government. It does not matter if this common enemy is a real one or one invented for the purpose. Club of Rome, 1971. So this is the translation. As a ploy to unite humanity into a one world government, we, the Club of Rome, came up with the idea that global warming would work great because we could blame it on people and then make them do something to fix it. The people need to be motivated to form a one-world government, and it does not really matter if we make up the reason or not. The something that they will say will fix the problem is for the people to pay for polluting. They will suggest that the payment component should be a tax to punish this sort of careless behavior, and this tax will be promoted as a punishment to the people and governments that exceed a certain threshold deemed acceptable by society, a threshold that they will determine in actuality. The sales pitch will be that since pollution does not recognize or respect national boundaries, and because the problem is global in nature, the solution must be global and free of sovereign boundaries as well. The problem impacts the entire world and encourages mankind, health forces mankind to think bigger than the current nation-state paradigm. A world pollution problem deserves a world solution, a one-world government. <laughs> we're going to stop here because after this we're going to get into a new world order. And I think this must have blown your head enough. In the beginning, I reread some of the parts that I read the previous time because I thought it was important to reread it just because it's such an important part. And all of this book is really important in my opinion. Most people should really read it because it's well done. He has done his research well, well him and his team obviously, because it's clearly an effort put together by you know, people working together, as all great things are that. I really appreciate this and I hope all of you who don't like reading can understand when I read and like it and appreciate so you get all the way to the end and you get to understand what's really going on. So until next time, uh, I'll let you go for now. Bye.